Welcome to the Vici Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. Well, here we are. Turn off my phone. Please. Yeah, go ahead and take turn that phone off because it always seems to it always seems to ring at the worst times. Actually, it's true. My <laughs> phone, it's crazy because usually I have my phone on silent. So the fact that it goes <laughs> off during this podcast of all times is it's sort of like that you know whoever the poor person is that when you're at mass and the phone goes off and it and it chooses to go off right at consecration. Like, isn't that the worst? It's so embarrassing. But you know what? <clears throat> it's it's just part of life. So I mean, yeah, turn off the phones, make sure everything's good to go. But sometimes things happen. Yeah, I mean, you can't control it, right? <laughs> it is, I mean, I've learned that with having a two-year-old. He's going to scream <clears throat> at the points in mass where he's going to scream. In fact, oh, it was so embarrassing. So we were at my good friend's wedding, and Max was one of the only children at this wedding. And the bride walks in. And in the moment she's walking down the aisle, he starts screaming. Really? Angry. Yes. It was so embarrassing. I really hope – I don't think many people noticed because, you know, <laughs> of course, the the bride was wonderful and, and, and everyone's kind of focused on what's happening. So hopefully – but Rhiannon and I were mortified. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, you know, such is parent Here life. Here comes the <laughs> – yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we don't we don't sing that. Here comes the bride song. No, we don't. That's not liturgical. It's not. But it's uh, yeah. So humble pie. It's good for all of us, and uh, sometimes that happens. But I've yeah. turned off my phone so that maybe this time around <laughs> I can avoid. It's appreciated. Yes, yes, going off. So Anthony, you said you had a question today. I guess we should yes. first welcome everybody, huh? Yeah. So welcome back to Vici Mundum, everybody. Here we are, Vici Mundum show. Mount Carmel, Newport News, you know, the whole shebang. Here we are. This is uh, Anthony Ferguson, seminarian talking. Uh, seminarian isn't my last name. It's actually Ferguson. So Anthony Ferguson. And with me today is Ken White. And so that that's it. That's it. We actually – we're missing Austin greatly. He he just uh, had his fourth child um, and all all is well. The, he sent me a picture and the, the baby is absolutely adorable. He is adorable. Leo David. What a what an adorable name. What a strong name. What so, an adorably manly name. We are missing Austin. Shout out to him and to Claire. Are Ken's, you kidding me? Ken's phone is ringing. My work phone is ringing. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is great. All right. Well, while uh, – yeah, actually, let's just let that ring because this is hilarious. Can, I don't even know if they can hear that. <laughs> I don't know, but it's going on. All right. So anyways, let's go with this this experience. So like you said, I had an experience this morning that sparked a question. Uh, so I was driving into the church this morning. And and it, it, there's a beautiful beautiful drive into the from the rectory to the church alongside the James River and it's gorgeous in the morning it's so peaceful but this morning I noticed that there was a turtle that was trying to cross the road and <laughs> and I I don't know what what prompted this but I like immediately set into like Steve Irwin mode and I was like I'm gonna save this guy and so I put on my flashers and I stopped in the middle of the road. And I got out of the car and I went over to the turtle and I went to pick him up to move him out of the road where he would get smashed to smithereens. And out of the turtle came this horrifying hissing noise. (laughs) I mean, like, as soon as I picked him up, he was just like, and it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know turtles made this noise. (laughs) It can be vicious. So, but it got me thinking theologically, obviously. 
And uh, <laughs> of course. And so I wanted to, to pose this question on Vici Mundum. Um, when God tries to help us, why is our initial reaction to hiss at him? <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, that's – it's so true though. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Why Why is it? I mean I think even continuing with the analogy of the turtle, right? The turtle, when, when you pick it up often, it will just – it will close in on itself, right? Like yes. draw on its arms, its, its its head, and there's this this sense of distrust because suddenly, what was completely in control is no longer in control. Yeah, and I find that in the spiritual life, and in just in going through life in general, that there are moments where control is completely gone. Mm-hmm. Like I am no longer in control, and it's very it's a very frightening experience. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, it's really rather disconcerting. Mm -hmm. And the tendency, I think, is to draw in on oneself and try to find some semblance of control. And if the turtle had any idea of what you were trying to do for it and what you were trying to rescue it from, you would never, it wouldn't react that way. It would react peacefully and, and happy. Yeah. He'd be like, Oh, thank you for this delightful little ride to the other side of the road. But I think that's it. Cause mm-hmm. the turtle had no clue what I was doing. It right. wasn't expecting to be saved. It thought it was fine. It had no idea about the danger that was coming. He had no clue that tr- cars and trucks could be coming and run him over and his life would be over as a turtle. So like, you know, no immortal soul. Sorry. You know, but, uh, (laughs) no, but you know, and I've thought about that before. Like for instance, when you have, when you have car trouble, right. And the car breaks down, we were uh, a couple months ago, we were on our way to visit my parents in Maryland and our car broke down like halfway spot, almost exactly. Yeah. I remember when I remember you telling us. Right. And it's so frustrating when that happens, but I ended up, Talking, we we ended up kind of parking outside of this small automo- lawnmower automotive shop, and I ended up having a long conversation with the owner about just life, and and then you know eventually the tow truck came and we we left. But there's a, there's just a there's a reason why things happen, and who knows what God was a protecting us from, but also what was supposed to take place there a conversation mm-hmm. hopefully a fruitful conversation yeah um and an encounter with a person that i still think about and um and prayed for at the time and need to continue to pray for but right but time, i would never have known that person yeah and at the time you felt like you were being suddenly picked up in a way that you didn't want to be picked up yeah and taken to a place you didn't want to go Right. And and so you kind of hissed at God maybe a little bit. But then this – that's cool that a conversation happened that never would have happened before otherwise. Right. I, I mean it happens so often I think is like – but it, and another analogy I think that might help is is like a doctor. Like when you go to the doctors, it's usually uncomfortable. It's usually something that you know they always find something else that, that they have to look at or whatever. And, and you don't want to undergo that. You don't want to undergo the pain of – being poked at or like examined or like, you know, the, just the general discomfort of it all. And yet they're trying to help you. you know? Right. They're and trying. you're Yeah. And you also, you, you fear the results of the diagnosis, right? Like this could be anything what's going on. Yeah. Right. And there's, um, and same with the turtle, I'm sure was, you know, I mean, turtles don't really 
probably think the same kind of <laughs> thoughts that we do. But but if we're going to personify the turtle, you know, the sense of I I don't know what's happening, yeah, and I don't know the result of this action. I have been lifted off and out of control off the road, and I do not know the results of this action. Yeah. And what's fascinating too is that when you place the turtle back down on the other side, he was none. He like there was no awareness that you had just rescued him from something. Even then, he probably just felt the satisfied, you know, feeling of here I am. I'm on. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like yeah. in- instincts kick in, and he's just safe again. Yeah. And so, so the, I think there are also times in our life where I know where I haven't even noticed the hand of God in all of it. But he did rescue me from something, and it may take me a long time to actually see. Wow, wow, he really he rescued me from that scenario. But I didn't notice at the time. I just noticed insecurity and then security. Yeah, hmm. I mean, I all of the spiritual masters talk about like self knowledge as being so important, and I think that's part of like the great blessing of being a human being, because unlike turtles, we can actually recollect about our experiences and kind of. Uh, come to a deeper knowledge about ourselves and about what God is doing in our life, you know? Um, So when something happens in our life, we don't have to just think that it's complete chaos. We don't have, we, in fact, from a Christian perspective, God is always in control. God is always like always present, even when things complete feel like they are completely unexpected, completely out of control, completely sudden in a way that we could have never expected. Like the Lord is always present there. Um, but our perspective, from our perspective as believers, we should always like take that to prayer. Like we should always bring it back to like, like if we're confused about an experience, we can come to the Lord and say, "God, this happened. I don't know what just happened. Like I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know why these emotions are happening. I don't know why I feel so out of whack when this happened, when this person said something that I didn't agree with, or when this thing that I really, you know, didn't want to happen happened or, or when things didn't just didn't go my way, you know, we can, we can even turn back to the Lord and learn from that experience. Um, if we're just honest with him, if we're just open and honest with him. So, yeah. And that actually brings to mind the daily examine that St. Ignatius of Loyola, um, put together. For those unfamiliar with the daily examine, it's, it's, Kind of, you can do it midday or morning or night. I think usually it's done towards the end of the day. I think Jesuits, I could be wrong, but I think they do it twice a day. Um, but go anyway, ask a Jesuit. Go ask, go ask a yeah. Jesuit that. <laughs> um, but anyway, they do go it. Ask Pope at, Francis, they, right? Yeah, they do it at least once a day, and it's it's just kind of a way of going through your day. You actually kind of go on. You go into your imagination and you walk through your day and you almost re-experience it through your memories. Yeah. And you bring Jesus into that. So it's not just an awareness of your day, but it's sort of walking through the day with Jesus. Yeah. And and examining different moments. So I have one that was given to me by a Jesuit that I keep in my wallet and it goes through um, – I'll just run through it really briefly so people have an idea. But they're just bullet points. So first you say, God, I believe that this quiet moment I am in your presence and you are now loving me. Come Holy Spirit. So first you recognize like God is with you in this moment right now. He is present to you and loving you. And so you open yourself up to that. And then you say, God, I acknowledge your love for me in the various gifts for which I am very grateful. Thanks be to God. So then you walk through your day right? and you, and you think about the things that you're grateful for. 
So uh, this morning I was really grateful for the coffee that I got to drink. I love coffee. And so being able to experience that, I'm grateful, God, for that. Right? I'm grateful for spending time with Max this morning. Right? So I'm going through and I'm just noticing where, where do I give thanks. And then the next part is, God, help me now to review the events of this day in order to recognize you in all parts of my life. Lord, I want to see. So this one is actually probably one of my favorites, which is where you, you do. You go kind of back through your day again. This time it's not about giving thanks. It's about trying to see it in the perspective of, of God working in your life. Yeah. Right. So this is a moment where you might say – I see now that I broke down and had this conversation with this person. I see that you are acting in this event in my life today, right? And and you kind of just have a conversation with God about that. What what was it that struck you about that? Mm-hmm. And then you go through again. So you're going through your, your day several times. Sometimes you're catching different parts of your day. But then you say, God, please forgive the times I have fallen short and strengthen my attempts to follow you. Lord, have mercy. So this is where – and this is generally what people think of as the examination of conscience, right? So you go through and you say, okay, I'm sorry I did this. I didn't speak kindly to Anthony today or I kind of – That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Ken's always friendly with me. Maybe maybe it was distracted on your phone when you were talking to someone or, or something that you just recognize. Gosh, I'm sorry for that as you're going through your day. And then, and then finally, and this is really powerful for future growth, is you say, God, enlighten me so that my future choices praise, reverence, and serve you above all else. Show me your way. So then you kind of go through your day looking at what, what are you to take into tomorrow? Like what have you learned from this? Okay, I'm sorry. I realized that I several times today was distracted when talking to someone and not giving them my full awareness. All right, well – Tomorrow, I want to remember this and try not to be so distracted when I'm talking to someone. Or it might be, okay, that experience with the car breaking down was frustrating, but I realize now God was acting in that. So the next time something doesn't go my way, I'm going to try to recognize God more. So you, and again, you're not just, this is not just a thought experiment on your part. This is a walking through these things with God. And then you conclude with the Our Father. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what's really powerful about doing the daily examine, and there have been times where I've done it more often and regularly than others, but you start to recognize God working in that moment. So instead of having this sort of like you were talking about, reflecting back, you're actually in the moment saying, okay, I'm in this moment. I'm out of control. What is God trying to teach me? Where, where is he? Because you start to recognize him more present to you in every single moment. It's a really powerful thing. Yeah, I, I really like the part towards the end of that prayer where it said, Lord, show me your way. And and if we ask God that question, if we ask him to, to truly show us the way that he operates, the way that he works, and to lead us into that more deeply, then when something does happen that we don't understand, then there won't be that knee-jerk hiss reaction, you know? Because... Uh, even if it's something that's very uncomfortable or really just a period of intense suffering or something that's just terrible, um, there's a quality to it that it's like, but God is present here. God is teaching me something in this moment. I have to pay attention rather than just that knee-jerk kind of reaction, that um, just that kind of, oh, like the hissing that the turtle gave, you know, like that horrible like back off God. Like, back off. I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to walk across this road. Like, leave me alone. Then you can start to think, no, like, God is 
there's something bigger at work here. There's something larger that I don't understand that God is trying to get me through or teach me. And so just honestly asking him, Lord, show me your way. You know, I know that I don't know what I'm doing. I know that I might be walking across a busy highway and I don't know what's coming. So I'm just going to entrust myself to you. Um, yeah, but honestly asking God to show, show us his way. And be being willing to trust even when he doesn't because sometimes he will and sometimes you're going to remain in that kind of darkness and that, and that fear. He may not show you what he's doing or he may show you in time. I mean of course in time you'll know even if it's when you're in heaven. But I think it's just that that sense of trust even in the scary. And that's that's the hard part I think. That's – that's when it really becomes difficult, at least that I find, is when I am asking God to show me and I'm not seeing it. I'm yeah. not seeing why because I like to know why. You know, I, Maybe it's my engineering background or my studies in philosophy, but it's just this desire to, to know. To, at least that way I can, I can make sense of it. Right? Mm-hmm. If I can know why God is doing this thing, then it's easier for me to trust. But that's not true trust. Well, at the same – you know, to go back to the turtle analogy, the turtle, like you said, did not know that he was spared a horrible smashing death yeah. <laughs> on the road. But is it necessary for him to know? Is it really strictly necessary for the turtle to understand what I did for him? No. Like point blank, no, like the turtle was safe. And and so the same thing with our lives sometimes. Sometimes especially as as Americans, I think we're like we're entitled. We can go onto Google and find out any any piece of information that we want. I am entitled <laughs> to know how God is working in my life in this moment right now. And if he doesn't show it to me, then he's not real and I'm gonna just become an atheist. Um honestly, I think that's where some people find themselves. They're yeah. like, you know, I want to know, and if God can't show me, then he he is at fault. Right. But at the same time, he's working in our life. He is taking care of us. And and sometimes we just have to rest in the fact that we don't need to know all the details. We don't need to know everything. We just need to trust that God is God is going to bring us through and he's calling us home to him. You know, like he will help us. He'll give us enough light to take the next step. I, I firmly believe that, that he will give us enough enough light to take the next step in the darkness. But we still don't really need to know all of what's like five feet ahead of us, you know, we just need to know that first step, you know, th- in order to, to trust him enough to move in the direction towards him. And if you think about it, we, there's a lot that goes on in our life that we don't know why, but we trust it. For instance, sleep. We all need a certain amount of sleep. Now, some of us, like myself, like to drink lots of coffee and maybe try to <laughs> avoid um, lots and lots of sleep. Yeah. But but we all need it to survive. In fact, it's, it's just a fact that if you don't get sleep, you will die, right? And so you, everyone needs to sleep. But I don't find myself and I doubt there are many who are, are asking the question, well, why is it that I was created to need sleep? Mm-hmm. We just – we trust that sleep is necessary and so we do it, Right. Or, or why must I take a car rather than an airplane to work, right? <laughs> like, like it's just – do you know what I'm saying though? There are certain things that go on in life that we follow without necessarily needing to know the exact why as to we're doing it. Yeah, or how it's working. Like why do I – why is it healthy to eat – I don't know. What's something disgusting that people don't like to eat? Brussels sprouts. That's always like the one people go to. I like, I like Brussels sprouts. I actually, yeah. Deep fried Brussels sprouts. Oh. But okay. But like, 
you know, helping a kid eat vegetables, you know, they don't know why the vegetables are healthy, but you know, they kind of have to just take their parents word for it, you know? And, and that's kind of how we find ourselves with God. Like sometimes he asks us to do things that we don't understand why, but we know that it's going to be for our best. Yeah, and way to bring it full circle, Anthony, because we, you know, we were talking about Austin and his having, yeah. having his fourth, and shout out to Claire um, for all the sacrifices she made as mother and uh, and is continuing to make. Um, Austin doesn't make any sacrifices. No. <laughs> <laughs> he does make sacrifices too. Yes, he does. But uh, yeah. but women are quite amazing in that in that gift that they have to nurture life and Amen. make lots of sacrifices. Um, I got to see Rhiannon go through that with Max, so. Um, but it's, yeah, it, it just kind of bringing it full circle to child and parent. It, it is the reality. Like there are times where Max just doesn't get why we're not letting him do something. Right. I want to scream when the bride is coming down. Yeah. I want, I want to scream when the bride is coming down, but there's a certain level of resistance that of course he shows, but there's also times where he just, Okay. You know, like mm-hmm. we might say, well, not right now. You can't have those right now. You're about to eat dinner, right? Some dessert or something. And he'll just say, yeah, that's it. He responds yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And then he'll walk over and go play with toys. Like he doesn't really know exactly what we're saying, but he's known that we said no and we're saying it in a loving voice and he gets it. Yes. Like, there's a certain level of trust there. Yes. And uh, I mean, God is, God's no's are always in the service of a larger Yes. And and so when I when I picked up the turtle, I was saying no turtle, don't walk across the road. That's stupid. But I was saying yes, like go towards the water. That's much better for a turtle. <laughs> yeah. And God wants what's best for us. He knows He created humanity. He knows what we need. He knows what we desire. He knows what we're built for, which is relationship with Him. And so He's He's doing everything for that end. Yeah. I don't know. And and the more that we can become <laughs> the more that we can become a trusting turtle. Um <laughs> the, <laughs> awkward turtle. Awkward turtle. The, uh, Is that a thing anymore? I don't know. That was a I thing. I don't know if people do that anymore. Awkward turtle. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. So if, if the more that we become trusting turtles, I think the more that we find peace. Right? Because even the questions of why is this happening or or I need to make sense of this can cause stress and anxiety. But if if we can let go and say, God, we know that you're in control. We don't quite see exactly what you have planned or why why I am going through this. But I, I trust. I trust in you. And that doesn't mean that it goes away or that suddenly you don't have any fear or anxiety anymore. But I think that's how we work towards a more peaceful heart. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Huh. Yeah. God gave us shells to protect us, not for us to hide in them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, I thanks for thanks for uh, chatting about this, Ken. This was kind of fun. I, it was just kind of a cool experience this morning. I was like, wow, that was that was powerful. There was something there that uh, God was teaching me something a little bit deeper than just a, a stupid turtle walking across the road. But uh, I love it when He gives us moments like that. <laughs> like, it's like a two by four across the face. Oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm totally the turtle that hisses. I mean, oh yeah, me. And, I mean, we just down. have to. We have to pray for a softened heart. I think that because we're very hard at heart, our hearts are hard, and and so we ask for ask God for His mercy to soften our hearts, so that when He does pick us up, when He does help us, we don't automatically think that it's somebody trying to hurt us. You know, God wants what's best. So, but anyways, that's all. That's all I got today. <laughs> nice. No, that was awesome. Yeah. So that's all, that's all we got today. Uh, listener land out there. Um, thanks for, again, for listening to the Vici Mundum show. Um, 
If you're interested, uh, we will attach a copy of Ken's Examine Prayer to the show notes on our website, and that's www.vichimundum.com. So we will provide that prayer so that you can start praying that if you'd like as well. Um, And of course, go ahead and like us um, on Instagram. That's fairly new. Uh, Did you know that we're on Instagram, Ken? You mentioned that the other day. I haven't gotten a chance to look at it yet. We're on Instagram, so that's uh, Vici Mundum Show. Uh, That's our handle. And uh, of course, rate us on iTunes, share us with friends. Uh, That'd be awesome. So until the next episode of Vici Mundum Show, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray for us. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia, or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. This podcast is presented to you by individuals who are not all necessarily experts in the field of discussion, but are answering the call of the new evangelization and sharing the love of Christ with you. God bless you.